All right, awesome. Awesome, we are awake and we are ready to go. Um, uh, yeah, last week was an amazing service. If you weren't here or didn't watch it online, uh, it was just a time where we just, there wasn't a sermon, we just prayed, we uh, really reflected and prayed through some verses, John 15, and, and we just had a time where we prayed for each other and we just sat and we focused and it, like, it was amazing if you were here. It was amazing if you watched online. Like I heard from so many people that it was such a blessing uh, to to do something slightly different. So uh, we're going to do more of that. And last week was actually uh, um, the fuel for uh, this next sermon series. And, and we've, I changed the sermon series because of last week. Because uh, this week I was praying and, and I was like, you know, we need to hang out in this more. We need to spend more time in these verses. So this next series that we're leading in is called Abide. And it's all on John 15. So the next few weeks, we're going to be walking through these verses, pulling out different things that um, are kind of buried in the text and that are quite remarkable for our lives as we follow Jesus. So let's read John 15. I am the vine. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will, do, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If, if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amazing verses that Jesus is, what he's saying, right? My first question for us this morning is, what are you connected to? We'll revisit this question a little later, but think about it. What are you connected to? What is your vine in life? What is the thing that you're connected to, or more likely the things that you are connected to, in which you hope will bear fruit and power in your life? Maybe even another question is, what are you connected to that you have no idea what it's going to bear in your life? You're just connected to it for one reason or another. But what are you connected to? This is the heart of what Jesus is saying in this. And he's, he's talking to his disciples and he's saying, look, remain in me. Now, a little backstory here. You, you have to get this in order to kind of get the context of what Jesus is talking about. The imagery he's using, this vine and the branches, is actually imagery that is used throughout the Old Testament for Israel. A little history, a little backstory. God created Israel to bear his image 
and be his representative out into the world. So when people saw the nation of Israel, they were to look at it and go, that's what God is like. Did Israel live up to that expectation? No. Time and time again, they messed up. God, we're coming back to you. We're, we're dedicating our lives to you. We, we're, every, we're all about you. And then five minutes later, they're off chasing something else. God, God, we're back to you. We're coming back to you. We, we, want, uh, we want to depend on you. We want to rely on you. Five minutes later, they're after something else. God, we haven't felt you lately. Maybe if we build this golden calf and we worship it, then we will be fulfilled. And you see God time and time again, like a patient, good father, just going, guys, come back to me. Come back to me. You can chase all this stuff. You can connect yourself to all these other things in this world, but come back to me because all this stuff can't fulfill you. It will just leave you more and more empty. So Jesus is highlighting this imagery of the nation of Israel and their relationship to God because God called Israel to be the vine, right? Throughout the Old Testament, God calls Israel to be the vine in which other people will grow off of and experience God. Israel failed to be the vine. And so you can look at it, if you want to read on your own Ezekiel uh, 15, you see that imagery in those verses. And, and then also Psalm 80. Um, turn with me to Psalm 80. It'll be on the screen as well. In Psalm 80, it has this imagery uh, that Jesus is kind of referring to. And his hearers, his people that were hearing him say this, would have immediately connected the dots to, oh wow, you're actually referencing Israel and what Israel was supposed to be and what Israel failed to be. So in Psalm 80, um, starting in verse 8, it says, You brought the vine out of Egypt, Israel, Moses, all that. Uh, what's the movie? The, the Prince movie? I can't remember. Into Egypt? Prince of Egypt, thank you. Uh, you brought the vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. And it took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered in its shade. The mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its boughs into the sea. It shoots as far as the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all that pass by pick its grapes? Boars from the far forest ravage it and creatures in the field feed on it. Return to us, O God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over this vine. The root your hand raised, the root your hand planted, the, the root your right hand planted, the sun you have raised up for yourself. Your vine is cut down, it is burned with fire. At your rebuke, your people perish. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the son of man you have raised up for yourself. 
then we will turn away from, we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. There's this pleading prayer. Restore us, O Lord Almighty. Make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. There's this idea that Israel was the vine and that, fi- that, that plan failed. Israel couldn't live up to what it means to be the vine. And then you have Jesus coming to his followers saying what? I am the vine. I am the vine. God called his people. They couldn't produce the fruit. And Jesus flips flips this imagery and now says, look, I am the true vine. Is the son of God coming to earth, moving into the neighborhood, being Emmanuel, Jesus with us. I am the vine. You are the branches. Jesus is saying, I am doing what you cannot do for yourself. Is this good news? Is this good news? John 15, we'll go back to that. I am the true vine. My father's the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. We'll get to that next week. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, and it'll be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Remain in me. I will remain in you. He repeats this over and over and over and over again. Remain in me. Remain in me. Remain in me. Be connected to me. Be connected to my love because my love is connected to the Father's love. Remain in me. Jesus is instructing his followers. He's inviting his followers. You've got one job. And that's to remain in me. I've done the work. I am the vine. You don't even have to worry about what kind of fruit you're going to bear. You don't have to worry about the fruit at all. You have one job, and that's to remain in me, to be connected to me, to live life with me so that I can live life through you. In Colossians, they kind of capture this in every like New Testament letter to the churches, they capture this in different ways. But Uh, In Colossians, Paul's writing and he's saying, look, you were alienated from God. You were enemies from God. You were far off. But through Jesus, you are made clean. It says, uh, in Christ's physical body, through death to present you, holy in his sight, without blemish, without, with free from accusation, if you continue in your faith. What does Jesus say? This line stuck out to me last week. You are made clean by the words that I've spoken to you. You've been made clean. Did he say, like, hey, I know you're really good at reading your Bible. 
so that makes you clean? Did, did he say, I know you're really good at praying, that makes you clean? You're really good at church attendance. You get a gold star because you've attended church every weekend and the extra days that we've done things. You've attended church. That means you're clean. No. Why are you made clean? It's the church answer, the church answer that's acceptable. Jesus is why you are made clean. In Jesus alone. In Colossians, uh, it continues here. Paul is saying, I've become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in all of its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations is now disclosed to the saints. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you Christ in us is the hope of glory it's by nothing that you can do you are chosen you are far off from God and through the work of Jesus you are brought near you are made clean you are holy And it's Christ in you, in I, in us, that is the hope of glory. We'll get a little more to that next week. But for us, like this is just kind of, I I don't know, I've always looked at these. I'm the vine, you're the branches. I'm like, oh, that's nice, Jesus, that's great. But but you got to get behind what he's really saying. Jesus is proclaiming the gospel. This is good news for you and I. It's no longer on you to be good enough. It's no longer on you to do the right thing or act the right way. Jesus just says one thing. Remain in me. Live life with me. So as we begin this series, the question is, what are you connected to right now? What are you hoping will produce fruit and power in your life that you are connecting to? What's your vine? Most likely, you have multiple vines that you attach yourself to. The vine of career, the vine of relationship, the vine of this boyfriend or girlfriend, this vine of family, this vine of marriage, this vine of my kids, this vine of social belonging, this vine of pleasure, this vine of control, this vine of blessing, this vine of recognition, this vine of political ideology. If I just give myself to this, if I connect to it, if I attach myself to it, then that's going to sustain me. That's going to fulfill me. That's going to give me identity and purpose. That's going to give me power. And that's going to bear fruit in my life. And Jesus just says it won't. It won't. We all spend a lot of time and energy chasing after all those things and it always comes up empty. 
It's Jesus. Remain in me. Attach yourself to me. And here's the beautiful thing about that. As the fathers loved Jesus, I love you. God doesn't tell you to build a relationship on how you feel about him. See, our acceptance, our relationship with God is actually based on how God feels about us. Not the other way around. So many times it's like, I'm struggling, I'm doubting, I'm, I'm all these things. I, I can't possibly, like God can't possibly love me. How am I supposed to remain in God, in Jesus, when I'm so far away from him? My life doesn't look anything like uh, a Christian life is supposed to look. I struggle to pray, I struggle with this, I, I have sexual struggles, I struggle with just buying all this stuff. I, I chase after all these other things, I'm connected to all these other things, and Jesus is going, look, it doesn't matter. Remain in me. It's my love that makes you clean. It's not your performance. It's not how good you can be or how you can behave. It's Jesus. Attach yourself to me. Live in me. Live in my rhythm. says you got one job remain in me that's it so for the next few weeks we're going to talk about that this morning we're going to take communion together part of remaining in Jesus is building out practices and rhythms in our life that connect us to him this is why we come to church This is why we put ourselves in community with one another as we follow Jesus. This is why we celebrate and take communion together. So this morning as we begin communion, I want that to be the focus. This is a practice, this is a rhythm that we do that connects us to Jesus. And this morning, Jesus is standing in front of you going, remain in me. Abide in me. Center your life on me. Put yourself in relationship with me. So as we begin to take communion together, This is one of the practices that connect us to Jesus. You are welcome to come up and take communion. Everyone in here is welcome to come up, grab the bread, grab the cup, take it back to your seat, come up the middle aisle, grab your bread and cup from the stations and then take it back to your seat and then when everybody's seated, I will come up and we will take communion together. Amen? Let me pray for us. Jesus. As we take...
from your body and blood this morning, Jesus. It's this practice where we remember, where we celebrate, where we honor you. And it's this practice that connects us to the vine. Jesus' name, amen. So come down the center aisle, center aisle, grab the bread and the cup, and then head back to your seat. And then we'll take communion together. Come to the table.
On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes back. Let's take and eat together. As we sing this last song, there's another image I want to place in your, your brain. Maybe you're sitting here going, I don't know.